This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Yesterday's throne speech also promised improvements in home care without being specific. And uh, the other parties who want your vote are also promising to fix home care. Well, today, stakeholders in the industry held a news conference at Queen's Park to outline ongoing concerns about working conditions and lack of regulations. Meanwhile, in the background, there's also a legal action underway against the provincial government by a group of 11 home care providers over plans to create a union-backed, provincially-run agency for personal support workers. Our next guest is not a party to that lawsuit, but I'd like to bring in Miranda Ferrier, who is the president and founder of the Ontario Personal Support Work Association. Hi, Miranda. Hi, Libby. So um, what do you want uh, from whoever is in power at Queen's Park to do in terms of home care? Home care is in, in a dire situation. I mean, I believe that what the Ontario government is trying to do with this new personal support service agency is it, we believe it's creating more confusion. I mean, really, Libby, why create more bureaucracy? We already got rid of the CCACs. It's now in the LINS. The LINS is providing the home care to these home care agencies. Why not fix the system we already have in place? Well, that's a very good question. I didn't get to that with the Premier, but it seems to me when it when it comes to especially home care, the answer always seems to be more administration. I mean, you're, it's now in the LINS, that's Local Health Integration Network, but there are also apparently new sub-LINS, 70 of them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and I imagine that the people who uh, who run those uh, those organizations get get paid very well. From what we hear, that is true. <laughs> so, uh, what what do you want? What, what did you say in your news conference today? And and what do you want to see happen? Well, you know, first and foremost, I mean, uh, home care is essential to Ontarians. It's, you know, everyone's talking about staying at home. Everyone wants to stay home. And we think it's really important that people have that option and that that option is safe and that they know that they have personal support workers that are properly qualified and vetted and uh, can actually perform their jobs properly. With this new personal support service agency that the government is putting in place, this uh, is a direct care model, uh, which the association does. We do stand for direct care. We do support What does that mean, direct care? So direct care means that the client directly hires the personal support worker themselves. So there's no agency in between. Okay. Doesn't that save money if there's no agency in between? You'd think so. <laughs> You'd think so. We have yet to see the, the numbers on this, but our biggest concern at the association is, you know, any client that is receiving 14 hours or more a week currently uh, within the system is going to be moved to this new agency. So, Libby, you're looking at acute, chronic, and palliative care clients. So there's really high demand for delegation of the personal support worker. 
What I mean by delegation is that they are shown by a registered staff member how to do a catheterization, a feeding tube, uh, wound care, drug administration, etc. The family is shown. Yeah, the, well, the PSW is typically shown by an agency how to do that. Okay. In this case, there is no agency. Oh, I see. I see what you're saying. But don't don't personal support workers have to know how to do those things? No, we are not trained how to do those things when we're in school. Wow. Yes. So PSWs, typically what we do is activities of daily living. Right. So anything you do for yourself in a day, you know, where it be toileting, dressing, feeding, um, mobility, we are, it is out of our scope of practice. Um, to do insertions into the body or to administer medication. Yeah, so don't you have to get somebody who is um, more qualified, like a nurse, to do that? Um, PSWs can be taught, and it's called delegation. Um, a PSW can be delegated to do that task by an RN or an RPN, yes. Mm-hmm. But in this new agency model, there won't be any oversight. And what about the union piece? What critics are saying, this is a model, I believe, that the service employees union has backed. uh, And people are saying, well, that's payback to this union, which supported the liberal government. And of course, everybody who then works uh, through this agency will be a member of that union. Yes. So through our investigations, we have found that uh, similar models, almost identical models, actually, Libby, were already used and implemented in Washington State and in Michigan. Mm -hmm. And in both cases, uh, SEIU, the Service Employees International Union, was the, uh, the full backer of both of these models. And in both cases, it ended with terrible results. And oh, really? I, yeah. how, how so terrible results? Well, forced unionization. I so see. In the States, they're not referred to as personal support workers, but like the, the certified nursing assistants. And families that decided to take the state funding and stay home to take care of their loved ones were forced into this unionization. And then there was an increase in union dues. And then when they wanted to get out of the union, they were given a very small window of opportunity and nine times out of ten couldn't. Hmm. Um, uh, that all sounds uh, pretty technical, but in terms of, uh, you know, everyone is promising to improve home care as we have it now. Most of it is delivered through uh, private agencies. What do you need? What do personal support workers need to do their jobs better? And also another thing that I hear a lot on this show is somebody will call in and say, we're supposed to get an hour a day, but really it turns out to be 15 minutes because the, the worker comes and then they have to get to their next spot. We're not getting the time that we are supposed to get. And sometimes it's canceled at the last minute. And, and also that you, they can have different people all the time. Yes, the continuity of care is, is bad in the province of Ontario. I mean, we, we hear those stories at the association every day as well. Um, you know, PSWs are expected to do the impossible. And so how, how is this fixed? Well, really, I mean, it boils down to there needs to be more funding uh, for the frontline workers, uh, less funding for the bureaucracies and the administration, and more funding for the frontline. They need to be able to make these jobs more attractive. You know, let's look at scheduling. Let's look at how we can create a culture of continuity of care. Let's, you know, let's see how we can operate what's already with the system that we already have in place, as opposed to spending more money on, 
on more agencies. And do we need more regulations? We definitely need it. I mean, personal support workers need to, to be self-regulated. The reason why I say self-regulated is because we, there's three curriculums in the province of Ontario, and we need to bring every PSW up to the same standard in order to properly regulate. But we have to start somewhere. Okay. Um, let us go to Irene in Mississauga. Hello, Irene. Um, good afternoon. I would like to uh, go ahead. Explain that uh, the pharmaceutical companies are charging a basic fee for the medication. I I can understand that, but what I don't understand if somebody is in a nursing home and uh, paying why they have to pay also the pharmaceutical company when uh, the fee what we pay for the nursing home should take care of it. Um, like somebody have a basic balance and uh, even in a nursing home it is subsidized. Okay, and, thanks. Uh, Irene, uh, we're, we're totally on a different topic and I'm, I'm just... Um, I, I don't think that, uh, I, I haven't researched this. I'm not even sure what you're asking. So I'm going to let you go because we're on a different topic and I can't answer your question. I'm sorry you're asking about why people have to pay for drugs on top of the fees for nursing homes. We're talking about home care and uh, hopefully we'll be able to get to your subject another time. Um, okay, <clears throat> so... Um, Hmm. Let's go to Helen in Toronto. We're talking about home care. Hi, Helen. Hi. My daughter was under home care. Uh, I'm, s- I'm sorry. My daughter was under home care, under palliative care. And they're only allowed 16 hours per month for someone to come in. We all pitched in. Her husband, I went there every day. My younger daughter took time off. Or compassionate times that we could be with. But she or her husband told us he was only allowed two items for her under palliative care. So he took the bed and he had the thing for the bathroom but he had to get rid of that because they didn't allow him only two items. So he took the bed as one item and a wheelchair just around the house to push her around because she couldn't walk anymore. Why is that? I, I'm. I'm. First of all, um, I'm sorry um, for your loss. Um, it must be very difficult for you to talk about it. So, um, thank you for uh, calling in, um, and um, I'll throw it over to Miranda. It's very difficult. I guess the maximum is 14 hours a week, but you know it's no, very she, difficult. Her husband told us she was allowed 16 hours per month. 16. He was allowed 16 hours per month for her. For palliative care. This is the free palliative care Palliative care, government. 16 hours per month, not 14 hours per week. Okay. Um, Miranda? Well, it, first and foremost, I'm just going to echo Libby and say I truly am sorry for your loss. And it takes a strong person to call in and, and, and share your story with us. So thank you. Um, you know, palliative care is a very sensitive topic. It is a very um, 
sad time for many, many people across our province. And I find that there isn't enough care that enough hours that go into the palliative care. We find that throughout Ontario, it really differs between each LIN, how many hours each palliative client receives. Um, it, that's really the best answer I can give you. It's really dependent upon the care coordinators. It's dependent upon the administrators of the, of the LINs as to how many hours each person receives. And it's unfortunate that your daughter only receives 16 hours a month. I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, yeah, and, and um, you know, families pitch in, friends pitch in. I mean, at, at, at that stage, people need almost 24-hour care. It's, it's so difficult. And... Um, Helen, I, I, I honestly, like, I'm, I'm not sure what you were referring to in, in the two items with the beds. Miranda, do you, do you know what that issue is? I think that sometimes uh, they will fund, uh, they will give them a hospital bed or a wheelchair to have in the home. Um, it depends. Sometimes families have to actually rent those themselves. Like I said, it, it differs between each LIN across our province. It's so varied. It's ridiculous. And so we, do we need that to be uniform? We do need that, need that to be uniform. I mean, we, you know, when I worked as a personal support worker, I, I did work in palliative care. And, I mean, I had clients that would only receive two hours a week from me, um, you know, from a personal support worker to assist them in the home and assist their family. And then I had other clients that I was in their home for 12 hours uh, a day. Uh, you know, assisting them and assisting the family. So again, it's, it's a case-to-case basis. Uh, it's not right. Um, it doesn't fit everybody, you know, and I think we, we definitely have to look at a new model for palliative care in the province. And and at the end of the day, uh, like all aspects of home care, it is uh, cheaper and, you know, better to keep people at home if it's possible. Um Helen, uh, again, thank you very much for your call, and, and we're very sorry for your loss. Um, okay, um, let's go to Alvin in Toronto very quickly. Alvin, we don't have a lot of time left. Hello. Hello. I heard that the PSW should be regulated, but they should be regulated by the physicians and surgeons, the College of Physicians, like the nurses and the other medical staff. Well, that's being self-regulated. They would have their own college. Yeah, they will have, but they depend on the College of Physicians and Surgeons, not unregulated people. I had a mother who was seven years at home, and she was a prisoner because there was no lift given for, to us for seven years. There was four times we installed it and it was not working. And sorry, you don't have much time, but it was a very big issue. Okay, Alvin, thanks for that. Thanks. Uh, so before we go, uh, Miranda, 30 seconds, uh, do you need your own college or something else? We need a self-regulating body that will organize personal support workers in the province of Ontario and provide the safety for the clients and Ontarians that they need and require and give the recognition and respect to personal support workers that they direly deserve. Okay, Miranda Ferrier, thank you very much for that. Thank you, Libby. And uh, I'm sure we're going to be revisiting this subject. It is an item uh, with all three of the parties. And, uh, you know, it's it's not simple. It's complicated. We have to figure out how to fix it. Uh, and that is all the time we have for Fight Back for today. We now break for traffic and news. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. 
You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.